Welcome back to another episode of Inspiring Time with Amenti. I am your host, Amenti Corey. And today I have a special guest, a guest that I've known for three years. Uh, my uh, guest is David Lure. He is the owner and operator of Elite Body Solutions. He lives to help others discover their limitless potential. His journey of both success and failures began over 30 years ago as an enthusiastic teenager who loved cars and auto body shops. Discovering his passion for entrepreneurialism, he started his first million-dollar business with only a $100 bill and a paint gun, only to lose everything a few short years later. Dave's inspirational journey back to the top included working in leadership positions for many of America's leading collision repairers as an operational expert and collision process engineer. Now as the founder of Elite Body Shop Solutions, a popular keynote speaker where I had met Dave and the author of The Secrets of America's Greatest Body Shops, Dave inspires an international audience helping thousands to improve their business and quality of life. Welcome to Amenti's Inspiring Time, Dave. How are you doing? Awesome, Amenti. Thank you so much for having me. That, that was quite an introduction. Thank you. Well, no problem. No problem at all. You know, I met you uh, three years ago when I first started working in the uh, for Mitchell International. Did I meet um, you in and, Kansas? Yes, you did. You did meet me in Kansas. I, I thought so. That was a that was a great event. You guys uh, do a heck of a job in Kansas. Uh, and you know what? It was uh, it was an honor to have you and get a chance to meet you. And, and thank you. We uh, we really do work hard. Um you know, I was I was one of the founding uh, fathers, I'm going to say, of the Kansas Auto Body Association. And uh, with um, building that and with meeting people like Tony Adams, who then brought you involved with uh, Jeff O'Nettle and all the group that we put together. Um, it's been quite an adventure and I'm very excited about it. Yep, I, I like the direction. Um, you got a good group of guys running that. And I think it's one of the things that the industry needs more than anything else right now is just our sense of community and uh, independence working together to, to help each other exceed, su succeed. Right, right. I agree with you 100%. So, so Dave, tell us a little bit about your company. Let's, let's start off with give us a little bit of a background of you know, what eventually made you go to the point of starting Elite Body Shop Solutions. <laughs> well, you know, I had, I was practically born an entrepreneur, I think, but for whatever reason, I ended up going to work for other companies for quite a few years. I think it was probably more through fear of failure more than anything. Um, and fate brought me from Salem, Oregon to Nashville, Tennessee in the early 2000s. Um, and eventually I found a, what I thought at the, at the time was a dream job working for a five-store MSO as like an operational manager. And it was, it was such a, an amazing job getting to, to kind of improve the processes and the culture of this already very successful business. I, I thought I'd really found a home for a while. And then consolidation happened. Uh, the company I was working for, and if you've read my book, Amenti, uh, it, it, it literally starts out telling the story about this, this uh, sunshiny February afternoon where I got the call, quotes, marks in the air, and uh, finding out that we had just been purchased by Abra. So by Monday, mm -hmm. Monday morning, 
by Monday morning, we were no longer Bradshaw Collision Centers. We were Abra. And it was that uh, trigger point that really snapped the entrepreneur that was still deep inside of me. You know, that five-year-old kid that we all have that we're too afraid to let out. Right. Well, he's back. And he's still, <laughs> and he's still back. And I just saw an incredible opportunity to help independent collision repairers all over North America um, kind of step into their, their own power a little bit and figure out um, how to compete with these big guys. And that was the original business mission. So we started out by doing consulting and, and then we kind of moved some things to online and, and doing some online mentoring and coaching. Uh, then we uh, developed some online educational pieces now. So now we have a thing called the Elite Body Shop Academy, uh, which is very popular. And so we do free webinars and then we have subscription things like Operations Monthly Live and and so we're still doing a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, um, but we're also doing mastermind groups. And uh, I'm just going to shut up because I could take the, the whole time just talking about all the things that we're doing right now. But I, I'm really, really proud of how many independent collision repairs we've been able to help, not just in North America, but all over the, all over the world. And, that, and that's important. I mean, you know, you know we're, we're talking about inspiring the ability for others as well besides ourselves. So, you know, when, when, you, when you're thinking about, you know, uh, a situation um, since you started your company um, that possibly touched your heart of a success of someone, what would that, what would that story be? Oh my gosh. Um, there's, there's a lot of them. Um, and, and I get, I, I know this sounds kind of weird, but I, I, I really get emotional sometimes thinking about these because I remember back to what it was like when I owned my first body shop and the struggles that I went through. And, and, I, and I feel compelled, my team and I feel compelled to help people avoid that pain. And so just one example out of, out of many here, you know, uh, one of my clients I brought on like three years ago. You know, here's a smaller shop in rural Tennessee doing maybe a half a million dollars a year in sales, right? And in mm -hmm. my body shop standards, that's not a lot. Um, but just by making some simple changes in, first of all, in their belief systems, right? Believing that they can do it, right? Giving them some basic um, practical business skills. Um, this guy's now on track to do a million and a half and he's making tons of money doing it. Cool. Right. And again, it's, it's, uh, it's a combination of changing people's beliefs that they can do it, giving them some inspiration, giving them, um, some belief in themselves, but then providing with some basic skills, even, even minor changes in their business skills can have a huge impact over time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let me ask you this, you know, because we're talking about skills and changing. If you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell him? I mean, you were talking about, you know, you always had that entrepreneur spirit. But think back when you were 18. What would you tell yourself differently about where you're at? This, now? this is an easy one for me because I've been asked this before. Um, oh, and it, it's it, it's quite simple fail brilliantly is what I would tell myself. Be willing to fail. 
because right because when when I lost my first business in Menti, um, it put such a fear in me that I never wanted to fail again. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, a good chunk of my life that you know, and I got to admit it's a little regretful, but it's it's the things that we learn from, right? But it, what, mm-hmm. what's regretful about it was that I played it safe for so many years that I really wasn't striking out and being that entrepreneur. I wasn't being the best version of myself because I was so afraid to feel that pain that I felt way back when, when I failed in business the first time. Make sense? No. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, besides failure, what would be one of the most important things you've learned in your life slash business? All right. And after you answer that question, I want you to also go into a two part other question, which is, and I can repeat this for you, is Good, what was your life getting complicated? Like? <laughs> um, what was your life before you learned it? And what was your life after you learned it? So what is the most important thing you've learned in life besides failure? Um, because we, we've, we've touched on that, but what is the other most important thing you've learned in life slash business? Okay. Well, let's, let's stick with the business part of it. Um, one of the, one of the things that caused me to fail in the, in the first place was because I was a technician turned business owner. I simply didn't possess some of the most basic skills to run a business. Um, and if you want to narrow it down even further than that, I'm talking about financial skills, being mm-hmm. able to understand exactly where I'm at each and every day relative to a set goal. Back then, we didn't know what a goal was, right? I, I would be lucky right. to see a financial statement every year when, the, you know, when we prepared our taxes. You know, so the biggest thing I learned, uh, you know, was, was that in terms of business skills. I know that doesn't sound all inspiring, but I, I got to tell you, this is one of the most important things that, that business owners need to know. They need to know how to run their business by the numbers and have some basic skills. They don't even have to know all the skills. They can, they can uh, sublet some of that, right? They can hire people that know this, but they have to have a basic understanding and to be able to see where they're at each day relative to their financial goals, how to read a profit and loss statement, how to do job costing on a repair job, understanding the difference between profit and cash flow, things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, since you learned that, um, you know, well, you didn't, I mean, that was an important part. What was your life though, after you learned it, what, what, what turned you, what inspired you to, to start getting better? So what, what happened is I had gotten into um, some financial trouble because I grew my business too fast. And mm-hmm. I was a good marketer, right? I was also a damn good painter. But I had uh, this incredible opportunity. Um, and I, I get emotional t- telling this story too. But there was a man from up in Portland, Oregon, that would volunteer his time. He was part of a program that comes and helps small business owners. And this man's name was Dave Williams. And Dave would drive the one hour from Portland down to Salem to, you know, to teach my sorry butt how to run a business by the numbers. This guy 
was the CFO, the chief financial officer of Hannah Car Wash International, the world's largest car wash manufacturer. And he's coming down there, uh, spending a full day in my grimy little body shop, teaching me how to run a business by the numbers. And I was so grateful for that. One day I asked him, I said, how am I ever going to repay you for this? He says, someday you're going to do this for other people. And that's exactly what I did. You know, and that reminds me of a story um, of when I was working in, in Chicago um, for the Patrick Dealer Group. And um, I, uh, I was an estimator for the longest time with them. And then I got promoted to a manager position. Mm -hmm. We had a brand new body shop that we opened up and I was scared. Um, I didn't know if I had the ability or not because my manager never gave me that confidence, you know, never said, well, you have the ability to do this. You could do this. Right. So he always tried to keep me down. But um, one of the best things that ever happened to me was um, having my paint vendor, uh, which was sick and slash Axel yep. um, uh, came in. And I don't know if you know Jimmy Harris or not, um, but Jimmy Harris was the rep at the time that went around helping shops grow their business. And um, anytime that Jimmy Harris came in town, um, I always want, you know, cause he didn't stay, I mean, he would go to shop, to shop, to shop, but whenever he came into town, I always had asked him, please come into my shop. I want to learn more from you. And I would take notes and notes. And it was what Jimmy did was help me, inspired me to be a better body shop manager and run my business by the numbers a lot. I, I love that. I and, love that. And Axel has so many talented people that, that have helped so many. And I, and I'll tell you what, that I'll never forget that. And to this day, I still have Jimmy Harris and I, you know, if I ever need anything, I can always reach Way out to, go, to him. Jimmy. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's what we well, need. We, we need that. Um, but we also need more amenities. We, because it's, it's the curious <laughs> that are going to rule this industry or any industry, right? In fact, I've said that the curious will rule the planet, right? We have to be willing and right. want to learn. You know, we're, we're working in an industry right now that has, you know, that is primarily technicians operating businesses, which is great, right? Technicians can figure things out. But, but people right. have to be as passionate about working on their business as they are working on a car, and I still am not seeing that. Right, right. Well, let me let me ask you this then about uh, what was one thing that your program did um, for a client that you didn't expect it to do? Uh, that it didn't expect it to do. Wow. Yes. Um, did you hear that no. one before? Thanks, pal. <laughs> um, you know, I'm supposed to like have all the answers here, but uh, you, you kind of stumped me on that. So, uh, so like an unexpected outcome. Um, I've got one. I've got one. Uh, you know, okay. because many of the things that, uh, and this actually came recently, is kind of a bit of an aha moment. One of our clients and one of our mastermind groups, I was taking them through a goal setting exercise. And if, uh, the people that are uh, this this couple may hear your podcast, so I, I want them. I want to give them a shout out. But but this young couple said that when I took them through this goal setting exercise, that it improved their marriage because awesome. 
it, it gave them some skills that they didn't have before to set goals for some of some of the, the things they want to do in life, to create a bucket list and to create plans to to have these great experiences in their life together. And and this was the first time that ever like sat down and talked about these things before. Right. Because we gave them an organized structure in which to set goals with. So that was kind of unexpected. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's what I, that's my answer anyway. No, that 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 answers the question, you know, that that's something that you weren't expecting that your program did. So what what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Look, it's 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 fairly simple. When our our entire mission is helping people reach levels of professional and personal achievement that they didn't think was possible. So when mm-hmm. when we see somebody where the light bulb comes on or somebody calls me and says, Dave, we just, we broke 500,000 this month. I never thought we would do it. Right. It's, it's removing these, these barriers. And when, so when I hear these stories that they've been broken through that glass ceiling, that's what lights me up. That's what gets me out of bed. Awesome. That is great to hear because you know what, it's, it's things like that is, how we make a difference and change things in our society. And so with that, I'm going to move into a little bit more about um, life as a whole. Um, If you could remove all barriers and constraints, okay, what project would you do? And would you want to be known only by that project? Um, No. I'll answer the last part of that question first. I I wouldn't want to be known by one single project. I I just, I think that life is, uh, is meant for evolution. We evolve, right? And if, if one of my projects stands out more than another, I I think that's fantastic. Um, You know, I I think at some point, um, little known secret, I'm, uh, I'm in 2021, I'm starting another book. And this book could potentially move what we do outside of the boundaries of the collision industry, which mentally for me is very difficult. You know, Um, I've been in this industry for 35 years. So to think that, hey, I, I might be able to help like, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of people outside of this industry Mm -hmm. if I write this book. Well, I, I think that's the same process of when I think about these podcasts that I do um, is how are we go, how are we impacting other people, not just in this industry, but as in life yeah. as a whole, you know, so uh, I, I, I agree with you 100 percent. I you find too many you, entrepreneurs that want to settle like on one project that they're known for, because I think entrepreneurialism at its core, for me at least, is creating Right. And always evolving and mm-hmm. creating new new things that are helpful for people. I, I love I, I grew up in a family of artists. So painters, uh, ballet, um, musicians, all these things. And I, I think of entrepreneurship as kind of an art form, maybe maybe because of my family upbringing. But to create something from a single idea, mm-hmm. what's more artistic than that? Right. Right. Well, and it's great that you answered the last part of the question first, 
but you still need to answer that first part for me. So we're going to go back to it. So if you can remove all barriers and constraints, what project would you do? The, the project that I would do is uh, uh, I want to share a stage with Tony Robbins in front of uh, 50,000 people after, and have a number one book on the New York Times bestseller at the same time. Okay. All right. That's pretty awesome. Well, you, said, you awesome. said there wasn't any, any um, constraints, right? And, and we, we are trying to live a right? limitless existence here, aren't we? Yep. Yep. That, that, I mean, that's, that's the whole point was all barriers and constraints are removed. So that's, yep. that's awesome. So if you had, okay, so now that we're going to go into this, okay. this level here, if you had $10 million to spend on your business with no red tape, how would you spend it? Um, it's, it's really about figuring out ways to serve more people and what, what continually holds me back in my business is I need, I need to hire more people. I could build quite a team with $10 million mm -hmm. and be able to serve mm -hmm. a lot more people, right? One thing that we have to do is as entrepreneurs, we have to figure out what we do best and do more of that mm -hmm. and then hire everything else out. And um, so $10 million, that's a, that's a, a fair chunk of change. Um, I think I could do some good with that. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, and that, and, and again, we're going to a different level on, you know, how we could inspire people. So, you know, with $10 million to be able with no, you know, at your business with no red tape, I mean, that, that gives you the, the, the ability to imagine what you can do, right? Um, and what would make a, make a difference. So if you could have a billboard with anything on it, because this is now we're going to, we're talking yeah. a little bit about life here. Um, so we're, we're moving to this different level here. I, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? <laughs> well, um, I would probably put like one of my quotes up there um, to inspire people to get started on their dreams. Mm -hmm. So it would say something to the effect of just get started. Small, bold, right? So okay. The, 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 here's, and here's our saying, Amenti. It, go, it goes something like this. And, and God help me if I forget it, because that would be embarrassing. But uh, we, 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 we say at Elite <laughs> that the secret to success is really no secrets. It's simply taking small, bold steps each day towards your vision of success. That's what I would want it to say. And, and the reason for that is I see so many people that just never get started on their dreams. You know, say mm -hmm. people say, Dave, I can't believe you, you wrote a book. I said, well, shit, I can't believe I wrote a book either. You know, but uh, especially if, if it was the 18 year old version of me, there's no way he would have ever mm -hmm. written a book. But, um, right. but the way I wrote a book was simple, good project management. I, I figured out what I wanted and then I took small, bold steps each and every day. I wrote that book in 20 to 30 minutes a day. 
any anybody yeah, can accomplish incredible tasks if they have the discipline to just work on it a little bit each day. Absolutely. I agree with that on anything that you that you want to have in life. If you just take a little bit of time every single day, you're going to yeah, improve. And so just get started. You. So let's go. Let's do this. Right. So. <laughs> so then let me ask you this then would you consider that if you were going to give the best tip for making the world a better place is that in the same category or do you have something else that you would use as a better tip to making the world a better better place right I, i i sometimes get a little bit carried away on high performance achievement because that's what i that's what i live for that's my life that's my business right and and i I, I mm-hmm. live to see people uh, step into their potential. Um, but I also have to be cognizant that it's not for everybody. Not everybody wants or needs to be a high performer. I, I think that we all have a mm-hmm. natural uh, instinct inside of us for ascension, that we all need to grow and become better at things. But um, I don't want to be pushing my curriculum down people's throats that just don't want it or need it right there are there are people that live in monasteries that are doing just fine with their meditation and and their simple lives and they're happy right so um so to answer your question um no i wouldn't use all my high achievement stuff even though i believe in it strongly um i would say that we just need to be kinder to people because we don't know what they've been through okay what is um what is the best compliment that you ever received? Uh, I I think um, every once in a while, uh, I, I I have somebody that says you made a difference, and that simple statement means a lot. I have a uh, I have a card that I keep on on my uh, bookshelf from a customer the very the very type of person that um, i want to see it's a picture of this woman's husband working in the body shop and it says i just wanted to let you know that your support and encouragement is valued as a coach who stepped away for a while i'm impressed with your dedication to the men and women of the collision repair industry shit just the water you know water works you know that's what that ha- what happens when you read something like that you know, mm-hmm. we just want to help people. Right. right? And it no, feels good. That's, it feels, feels that's good huge. I think anytime. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think anytime that someone's ever told me that um, I helped make, make a difference for them um, is all I could ever ask for. Um, and, and that's my main goal is, is to make a difference in somebody's life, some way, shape or form. You know, whether it be through podcasts, whether it be through Facebook Live, whether it be through anything that, you know, that I work on, as long as I'm able to, you know, my inspirational quotes, love, my I Pandora time quotes that I, I do in the morning, I see whatever yeah, that is. And you're making a difference. You just, you know, that we, we need more people like you that are doing those activities. And most people make some social media posts. They do a one or two podcasts. They do um whatever trying to make a difference and then they give up 
because they don't have like a million likes or whatever. And, you know, I, I say, keep doing it. Right. It's consistency that makes the difference. I've been doing a, I've been doing a Monday morning motivational program, oh, absolutely. whether I feel sick or not, right. For every Monday for 76 weeks in a row. Cause I just want to help. Yeah. I mean, and that's how, and, and, and that's, and I got to tell, and I think I've told you the story before when I first started doing my Facebook lives, I was, I was, um, um, given a task by uh, a fellow friend of mine, also one of my customers, uh, Clay Holbright. And he said, listen, if you want to make an impact, I want you to take this post-it note and I want you to write a hundred backwards on each one. And he goes, you need to do a hundred videos before you're ever going to keep doing something. And he's absolutely right. And I did a hundred of those videos and now after I did a hundred of those videos, I can do a video at any time on anything, on any topic and never feel discomfort about it. But the only problem is, is like we just talked about, you know, no matter what happens, you got to keep doing them. And um, that's where, you know, I, I have to say that I'm inspired by you by talking about how many times you've done those Mondays that, you know, even though I've been sick and I've been off track and, and all this other stuff that's going on. Now I'm going to just focus on doing, going back to what I do best. And that's why we're doing these podcasts again. That's why we're going to do Facebook lives again. And, and by you doing what you're doing and talking about that is what inspired me it, to man. get back into I, doing I it again. I thank you for that. So I thank you for that. So I'm going to ask you this question. What is something people seem to misunderstand about you? Um, that's a great question. And there's a couple things, but I'll, I'll, I think that I've got, you know, as you know, my presence started to grow on social media and in the industry, it, it draws the haters out. Let's face it. Right. We've all got haters. And, and in fact, I, I knew I, I was starting right, to become right. successful uh, when I started getting haters. Um, I, I think what people think, they see the positivity stuff that I do. Um, and I've even heard some comments from people in the industry that say, oh, that Dave Lure, he's nothing but, you know, unicorns and rainbows. He's got his head buried in the sand. And that that could be about the farthest thing from the truth. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm very real about business and about mm -hmm. how tough it is to be in the business. But there's no point in in trying to become better at business with a negative attitude. It doesn't help anything. No, absolutely right. And and I will agree with you 100% because, you know, the one thing that I did see, the more I kept doing my Facebook lives, the more that I do things, um, you know, people think it's fake and it's not. All right. I, I don't, I don't care what anybody thinks out there. I just do it because I believe in it. And, and I know that that was what um, I was given to do. And, um, but yeah, you're right. When you start getting the haters out just there, don't get sucked you in definitely the dark know side. that you're, you're doing the right thing. To, you know, negativity and bad news sells. We all know that, right? I could have a, I could have a much larger uh, community right. If, if I'd have gone to the dark side, I refuse to do that. The world needs more light. It needs more positivity. So, 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if you surround yourself with people that give you positive energy, you'll be positive. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a given fact out there. I mean, if, if you surround yourself with negativity, you will always be negative. If you surround yourself with positive people, positive posts, positive things, your life changes. I, I'm a perfect example of that because I truly believe that the more people uh, man, I associate with positivity, and I'm bro. successful. And because, you know, you just, you know, I'm a firm believer in faith and miracles. And, uh, you know, if you have faith in positivity, you know, positive miracles are going to happen for you. So, yeah, ab absolutely agree with you 100 um, percent that there, that's, that's definitely that uh, the route Some that has call to be it the taken. Law of attraction. Absolutely. Some call it, there's, there's all sorts of different names for it. But the, the truth is, and this is scientific fact, is you get in life what you think about most. And if you think about positive things, you get more positive. If you're thinking about negative things, you get more negative things. It's that simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we're getting ready to start ramping down, I got a few more questions for you. Um, for all our listeners out there, um, even though I've asked a bunch of questions on different things, um, what was what would be a question that I didn't know enough to ask you that I should have asked you uh, for our listeners? Well, you could have said, well, Dave, what's your hobbies? <laughs> I, I, I'm a... Uh, a, a bit obsessed and, and it goes in phases, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm always obsessed about helping people in my business and growing my business, but you know, I, there's certain phases and my wife always laughs at me about it, but I went through like a tennis phase um, where I, I went out and I got the best coaches and the best rackets and, and I played so hard that I, I practically broke my arm. Um, and then I have this, uh, this other hobby around Halloween, I've built some of the most incredible like professional level haunts in my garage with animatronics and all sorts of Hollywood magic. Um, I love to, to cook. I have a, uh, a wood burning pizza oven. I make my pizza dough from scratch, from flour, from Italy. I just, you know, I'm very passionate when I put my mind to something. I, I'm either like, over the top obsessed with it or i just don't do it at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i can understand that i'm 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 obsessed with uh with sports um anytime that i play something i'm very competitive um you know i i i think that could be a downfall no, because i also try to make my girls my very competitive is, as well is, uh, so incredibly I can competitive you know but I, you know, I don't like to sit around and watch sports. I, I like to, uh, I don't like to sit on the sidelines of life. I like to get in the game, you know. Now, that's not to say right. that I would no, ever get absolutely. on the field. Absolutely, absolutely. I can understand Titans. that completely. Uh, that could be a little dangerous. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What are um. What are your top priorities in life? My top priorities um, are to pay attention to the different areas of, of my life. And I have a, a fairly regimented program that I use. Um, 
where I set goals. And I don't know if this is where you wanted me to go with this, but this is where I'm going. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm a big believer. I spend a lot of time each week planning my days so that the things that are on my to-do list each day are moving me towards one of my big goals. Earlier, you, you heard me say about the small, bold steps every day. Well, you got to have you got to have a system for that. So I set, um, mm-hmm. you know, long term visions. I have annual goals. I sit down each week and map out what I want my week to look like. So I'm kind of living with intention. And I do that. Um, I have goals for uh, my mission and my business. Right. I have goals for my financial future. I have goals for ad- mm-hmm. what I call adventure and toy goals. Um, and I have health goals and, and by taking kind of a, uh, kind of a holistic approach to this, um, it kind of, uh, puts it into perspective, uh, the things that I need to work on. And then I, I rate myself, how are you doing emotionally this week? Is there some emotional goals that you need to work on? Right. How about your family? Uh, are you, uh, working so hard that you're ignoring your family? That's never good. Right. Right. No, I mean, those are things that you have to do. You have to have some kind of, um, I just believe that you have to have goals in general. Um, you have to have something you're working for. It's, and it's what keeps, that's, it's what that's keeps, what keeps the keeps fire you moving lit forward under, every single day. You know, people so that I, don't I, have goals. If they don't have, if you don't have a goal, you don't have a target. And, and how can you hit a target that doesn't exist? Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that. Uh oh. So here's one of my I'm favorite questions one, I? I love to ask as I, as I get towards ending up my thing. Uh, I don't know if you're going to hate it or not, but um, I, I really enjoy, for me, it's really enjoyable to hear the different answers that I get. Um, so if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be? And why? Three people. And yeah, I, you know. Three people. Oh, and it's only three people. You can't, you can't go adding five. It's, it's, it's only, you, it's only three people. And they're, they can either okay. be dead or I know I'm, I'm taking the easy out here, but I really miss my mother. <clears throat> And I miss my uh, grandmother and my grandfather. And I would love to have one last chance because they were all unexpectedly taken from me. And I would just love to have a chance to, to one last time sit down and, and really learn from them as an adult instead of a kid when, when I lost them. I think that would be so cool for me. And uh, they've mm-hmm. got such rich history on my mom's side. Uh, I would just love to be able to sit down and pick their brains a little bit and, and, and learn from them. Not just because I miss them, but because, you know, I, I want to hear their story. Weird. Did that, did that throw you okay. for a curveball? You weren't All expecting. Right. I mean, I could, want, I, you, I could understand you that. To say, well, uh, yeah. George, no, Patton, I, I, uh, Washington and, Abraham Lincoln. 
Well, I didn't, I didn't see, again, I told you, this is my favorite question. Cause I never know what I'm going to get for that answer, you know? So, you know, you know, is it always someone throwing me a loop? Absolutely. I think, you know, you being able to give that answer was again, like I said, I mean, I had someone <laughs> tell me they wanted to have dinner with Hitler. So I wasn't expecting that. Um, you know, you, for, for, for you to bring up the fact about family, that's important. That, that shows values that shows, you know, I want to learn more from them, you know, and, and, and I can understand that. And I can relate to that a hundred percent. So that's why it's always one of my favorite questions to ask well, because you never know what you're question. going to get. You Definitely. Definitely don't know what you're going to. So if you could pick, what would your last meal be? If, if, if you were only going to have one meal left, today on this earth and i'm bringing food up because i heard you talking about cooking so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end up with what would be your last meal a pizza. that you would pick to eat if you were going to that's last it buddy meal. that's it <laughs> well, well what's uh, gonna be on that pizza you really want to know okay we uh, uh i i would like a really well prepared neapolitan style pizza and it would be just be a simple margarita pizza. Yep. Ah, nice, nice. I mean, I, I do like myself a margarita pizza, but I mean, if, if I had my choice on pizza, no. you know, I'm, I'm doing Lou Malinati's out of Chicago. I'm doing a deep dish, extra cheese, you know, uh, meat dude, lovers, I, and I'm just going to town and then you know, suffering afterwards. <laughs> I love pizza. I love Lou Malinati's. I've had pizza almost all over the world, and um, including in, in Italy. And um, uh, and I've tried to duplicate them myself. I have a deep appreciation for the simple things in life. And a margarita doesn't get much simpler than that. When it's done right, it's hard to beat. No, I, I understand that. I, and I got to tell you, my, my wife loves to cook right. now um, that she no longer has to work 60 to 80 hours a week. And she, she's able to, she loves to make homemade pizza. She loves to, to do um, things that she can just try and, and try. And, and it's, and it's incredible. It's, it's great to be able to, to have her be able to do those kinds of things. But then again, you know, the midsection starts to grow when you have that, that ability of, yeah, of well, a wife you, you that to be that able to try different things and cook different uh, less things. Less than a so, mile from um, my house is the original Martin's barbecue joint uh, that has some of the world's best ribs and they're a close second. Wow. Wow. I, I tell you what, you know, unfortunately, well, I guess fortunate. I mean, I, I really do miss the Chicagoland area because uh, I had the ability to have the, the world, you know, in my in my hands for different nationalities and all kinds of different food. You know, um, being in Kansas City now is, is kind of a little bit you limited bet. because, you know, you everybody bet. here and, is and, all about and, the barbecue. You know, they do it OK up there. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah yeah they do it they do it okay i'll have to say that 
Well, listen, Dave, this was exciting. I, I hope you enjoyed um, spending time with us um, doing this podcast. I, I, I hope it was um, what you were hoping it would be. Um, I hope that it brought out for our guests and those people that are going to listen to us about how to inspire yourself moving forward in business, about not giving up, not, not ever surrendering to, to, that, to that fear. Um, and I, I hope that you'll, that you'll share this as well once we, we post it, um, whether it be on Spotify, Anchor, um, podcast, Apple Podcasts. Um, all you got to do is go to Inspiring Time with a Mentee, and you'll be able to see not just my interview with you, but with my interview with other people that have been I, I very cordial with this in, in providing me this I, opportunity uh, to learn I'm more being about truthful them. when I say this. I've done a lot of podcasts and uh, this one had the best questions yet. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it as always. Um, again, this is a mentee, Corey. Um, this is inspiring time with the mentee. And again, my guest was David Lohr, and I really am thankful for knowing him. And, thank you very much. Um, with that, Dave, thank you, and have a great night.